Welcome back to another episode of the 33 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Cannon, and today I'm here with a very good buddy of mine, Auburn Offensive Lineman, Mr. Court Bradley. How you doing today, man? Yo, doing real good, real good. And um, before we before we get into our agenda today, I first just want to talk to you a little bit about the Auburn Tigers football team, university. Um, how, how's the summer going? Summer? It's fun. It's uh, I've never done anything like it. I mean, it's six days a week. Like, it's tough, but it's, it's a lot of fun. It's it's fun because it's a lot of work. Like, you get that feeling mm-hmm. of, like, accomplishment from it. Right. So, it's like... And that's a good thing. You know, it's, it's been a lot of changes during this offseason, you know. We got, you know, new coach, Coach Brian Harson, and uh, he seems to be doing well over there. And, you know, how, how are you feeling about the fall and the season coming up? I'm excited. I mean, that'll, we got a lot to prove that we didn't get really get last year. So I think this next season is going to be real good. It'll be interesting. I've never experienced anything like SEC play. Mm-hmm. So getting to practice with these boys is a lot of fun. And I think I think we're going to surprise a lot of people this fall. I hope so. I mean, you know, born and raised here, you know, just like you are. I'm, I'm really excited for the season, and I, I hope it's going to be good. Um, and so on our agenda today, we're going to talk about relationships, friendships, and what I like to call situationships, where it's not like, it's not a relationship, but it's past a friendship. You know what I mean? Oh, I And so that's oh, like, that, yeah, that's like, the, that's what I consider the middle between friendships. And relationships and so first we'll talk about friendships so me personally I really like friendships because I don't know it's just that type of thing it's like it's different from a relationship and a in a situation because those more than likely gonna end at some point but friendships you know most of the time you can have a friendship you know your whole life for and, me like it comes down to girl and guy those friendships and then guy to guy friendships mm. are just completely different worlds. Mm. And, like, and why like you, you say think that? you think about it? Like you can say stuff to your guy friends that you would never say to your girlfriend. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and like there's just, there's stuff that just goes on mentally, and then just like activities. Like I don't know. Like you go to the lake with your guys, you can just hang out and talk. Like you can do that with your girls too, but like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different. Not the same. It's different because, like, when you with your guys and you with your boys, and it's just a boy, it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just letting it rip, like no filter. You can just tell the guys everything straight up. And most of the time, you can't, or at least I don't really like to tell like the girls that I'm super close with, like everything, because I feel like a lot of them can't handle like everything detail for detail. And not only that, but I mean, you know, I don't know. I I really hate it for girls too, because like. 80, 75, 80% of the time, like, their guy friends, like, they have other intentions. Oh, yeah. Like, you still have that 20% that mm-hmm. it's, like, good, solid friendships, but, like, I really hate that for girls. Yeah, and that does suck for them, but a lot of the times, girls are usually, like, they're way aware oh, of yeah. the situation that the guys, you know, are trying to come to, and so, I don't know, but... Like I said, like you said, with the boys, man, just everything, you know, like going to the lake with the boys or just hanging out at each other's houses or whatnot, playing sports with the boys. It's just like the guys always got your back, and that's a that's a good thing about friendships with guys. I will say, like, I've got probably like six or seven, like, good girl friendships that I can always rely on, but I've probably got 20, 25 just guy friends that I could go to mm-hmm. but like I don't know I, I treat those six or seven girls the exact same way and I and I agree with that because like for me it's probably about the same about six seven guys I got one you know girl friend that I'm really close to been super close for years now I can tell her everything like I talk to her like she's one of the guys then I got another one who I don't quite talk to her like she's one of the guys but I still tell her a lot and then the other five and I just <laughs> I try to stay away from telling them a lot because like I don't know it's just I don't know it just doesn't, doesn't feel right or seem right I guess I think for me too like I know how guys think like so I don't I don't I'm going to act like I do, but I don't really understand women most of the time. So, like, one thing you say to them can just mean something different to them than it means to you. 
So, like, I can, like, say stuff to guys, and I know how they're going to react. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I, I get what you're saying. And, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of touch bases on specifically the way girls think a little later on in, like, the relationship end of this because – but it, it, it does not make sense. I don't get it. And so, you know – but you know, friendships are great. Um, I, you know, the way I was raised and the way I was brought up was, I was taught to cherish those friendships because you know it's it's pretty cliche to say, but you know you hear it through in movies and you know older relatives and elders just in general. You hear you know that in your lifetime you're only going you're you're lucky if you get three good friendships. Oh yeah. And me personally, I've already surpassed it. You know. Because I've I've got some I got some great friends and you know I know they got my back and you know just people to talk to and another thing I like about friendships at least for for me that I a perk of being a friend to somebody for me is I love like how people come to me you know what I mean like the guys if it's about the girl like they come to me I mean you even have before you know and so have you know all our other friends you know and that's a cool thing and then even on the other side with girls the girls come to me and. You know, they ask me questions and they try to, you know, figure out, you know, what the guy's thinking. Now, guys, no worries. I don't tell them all my secrets. <laughs> I don't tell them all my secrets. But I still try to do my part in being a good friend. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. And so, we're going to move on to our second topic, which is situationships. And I don't know about you, but I have found myself in a lot situation students. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's 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 not good. But it is what it is. So what's your what's your I guess what was your first situation shoot, you know? Oh man, that was, that was a long time ago. <laughs> um I mean they don't work. At least at least for me, like I've I haven't tried one. It was, it was before me and Liz, and we just, me and her ended up not being friends, and it's just, I, I really don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And, see, I'm not even going to lie to you, I hate situationships, but I love them. Because, like, to me, they're fun, because you always got that good feeling, because, like, both people are on their toes, and so you don't really know what's going on. Oh, yeah. And most of, most of my situationships have just came from, like, me and the girl not being able to get over that hump. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know, bam, you know, you know each other. You might be friends at first or you might not be friends. You might just start from scratch, just meet each other. And then, you know, you start talking to each other and it's like, okay, we like each other. And then once you once it's, like, mutually known that the other person likes the other person, then that's when I think the talking stage happens. But I always struggle to get over that hump. See, like, always. For me, like, talking... Like what Star said, is like hanging out. Like I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever done anything with a girl before we started dating that we did end up dating. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever. That's how my talking stage started. I think mine always start by just like hanging out, mm-hmm. becoming friends. Like I've never experienced that. And that's the. I mean, that kind of that. This is gonna kind of you know touch bases on the relationship. But that's, that's the fun part to me. Like, sure, it's cool, you know, dating a girl or whatnot or being a thing with a girl that you, you know, been friends with. But, like, once you meet a girl from scratch, dude, oh, yeah. and y'all just, like, go for it and just start hanging out and talking all the time, like, that's fun because you're, you're getting to know each other. But then, at least for me, when it's, like, somebody that I've just been friends with and then we want to try to, you know, take it up to the next level, it's like... I feel like I know her, but, like, this is kind of a different situation. Like, it's a different level. And so I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Have you ever met somebody mm-hmm. and then y'all just, like, haven't been friends? And then you just started dating, like... Because that's how my past two relationships have started. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I, I didn't really know the girl. Mm-hmm. Met her, talked for, like... One of them, it was literally a week. Last one was probably more than half. Yeah. So this is a good story. So it was our sophomore year of high school and we were y'all were playing central. Y'all were playing central 
in, in Phoenix City. And so I go to the, you know, you, like all my buddies play, like I don't think, I don't think Carson came to the game that night, but you know, you, Palmer, both of y'all were on the field, and then Ford was at least got well, doing this thing. I was on the field, Palmer was on the sideline. Well, yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Palmer. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, we, you know, I went to the game with some of my basketball teammates because that was like in October, maybe, you know, like close to basketball season. And so, you know, the basketball team, we were hanging out a lot, but, you know, we go to the game or whatever, and I see this girl, and she has like just glowing eyes and like just long nice hair. And I was like, I gotta figure out who that girl is. And so she was, yeah, she was by, she was by my cousin who also, both of these girls played on the basketball team, but she was by my cousin. And I saw her and I was like, I gotta know who this girl is. But I didn't have the guts to like go talk to her. And I already, I didn't know what, like what year she was, but I felt like she was a senior because my, I knew my cousin was a senior. And she was standing by my cousin. So I was like, ooh, she might be a senior. I was like, I'm a sophomore trying to get a senior. It's probably not going to work out. And so after the game, I texted my cousin. I was like, hey, like, who was that girl you were standing by? She told me. And I was like, can you, like, send me a snap or something? And then I felt weird because I was like, I just took the easy way out. Like, I should have I should have went up to her. I should have talked to her about like, introduce myself. But after that, I got her. Or I didn't get her yet. But we started talking. And then we started talking about basketball, and it was our first game of the year, and we were playing at Tallahassee. And like I said, we started talking a little bit, and it was it was interesting. You know, she was snapping me back, you know, keeping the conversation going. So I felt like she was a little interested, but I didn't, I didn't know yet. But you know, we're at the game, and it's you know Tallahassee at the free throw line, and it's uh, they're down one, and. They hit, he misses the first free throw. And then the second one, he misses it as well. And then um, they got a rebound, and then they went up. They went up for the layup. And so it's like five seconds left, and Talis is up three. And so we look over to the sideline, and we're, I'm looking at Coach Ogle like, are you going to call a timeout? Like, we don't know what to run. We don't know what to do. Well, uh, Eli Elson drives the ball down the court. And then he passed it to Jay Baker. And Jay Baker, like, was dribbling like he was going to pull up and shoot it. But he passed to me in a corner. And I was like, it was two seconds left. I was like, it's too late to pass. But I just got it. I shot it. Bam. Went in. Whatever. So, overtime, because it was a tie ball game at the end of the fourth. And then, you know, um, overtime starts. We play. We win. Whatever. After the game. The girl, I think the girl, yeah, the girls did win, and then I think the varsity guys lost that night. But after the game, I was talking to her, and she was like, "Hey, I saw your shot," and I was like, "I think I'm in there." <laughs> I was like, "I uh, think I'm in there." And then you know, even though I was proud of myself, you know, I've never been like a cocky or arrogant person, but I was talking about, I was like, "Nah, you know, like that was just a good pass by Jay Baker," you know, like. I was like, nah, like, you know, it was a good shot, but, you know, we shouldn't have went in overtime. We should have just won, blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, everything started off good, and then that's when it was after basketball season, that's when things started to go to go downhill. I mean, arguments all the time, and it just got toxic, honestly. I got one. I'm sure she won't mind me telling it. Go ahead. So it was my sophomore year too. Mm-hmm. This is why I just learned how to drive. Mm-hmm. I so, tend to try to leave their names out of it because <laughs> oh, oh, I'm leaving. I'm gonna leave her name. <laughs> I I don't know what I just wanted to drive somewhere, and you know, I was in show choir, and they had choir practice that night, and but it wasn't my choir, so I went to see if I could like help out or anything. Mm-hmm. And I met I met the girl there, like first time ever. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to her, and she was like, "Oh, I need a prom date." Me a sophomore, I was like, shit, shoot. Right. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll go to prom with you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, bet. And that was like the first time I met her. And then that's when we started talking. And I'm going to be honest with you, she didn't like me mm-hmm. for like two weeks. Like, it took a lot of convincing. Mm-hmm. But, you know. That's the fun part in it, I feel like. I'm your boy. <laughs> you know. The order on the court, Bradley. We got game with the ladies all day. And then she like, so I asked her out. But we were like, we're going to keep it low. Like, we're not going to really tell anybody. And so we did that for about three weeks. Told everybody. 
And that's how we kind of started. Like, it just, it was just a random, like, me, I'm just going to go here one day. Mm-hmm. And that's how we started. And then we dated for, shoot, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And then I just, going to college, playing football, I just, I didn't really feel like I had enough time for her. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, nothing against her. I just, I didn't feel like I had enough time to devote to her that was fair to her. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, that was right. And I'm glad we did. Because, like, right. we're still friends now, which is good. And, and see, that's the, that's the, that's, that's kind of the tough part there. Because I'm not, I'm not sure. It's, I feel like it's very difficult to be friends after, like, a long relationship. Like, a long, true, real relationship, you know, where you have those arguments, if you have those problems. It's, it's difficult to stay friends after breaking up. We never really argue. I just, I think that me and her were close enough that we're friends now that it ended up working out. Like... We, I mean, we could date again, could not, but like, I don't know, I, I would have rather have broken up with her and stayed friends with her than dated her for another month or two and just her ended up hating me. Right. Because like, I, I don't want her just out of my life. I got, she's still like one of my best friends. Oh yeah, no doubt. And that's, that's how you know you find the good one. When y'all actually can be friends after, no matter what happened to a relationship or no matter just any the situation, if, if y'all can remain friends, that's how you know she's a good one. Yeah, she's only semi-crazy. <laughs> like, she's she not. Most uh, of them are pretty crazy. Nah, she's all right. I remember my, it was my junior year, and um, it was after I broke up with, you know, the first really real true girlfriend I ever had. And this girl, I don't know, she... She, you know, she was in our class. She graduated with us, but we somehow like crossed each other's lines, I guess. And I started talking to her, and she was. I was, I was trying to help one of my buddies, like get with her because one of my buddies liked her at the time, and I was trying to like help him convince her that like they'd be good together and like be nice and cute or whatever together. And, dude, this is why I don't understand how girls work, because in the midst of me trying to help one of my guys, one of my friends, she starts liking me when I am trying to help her get with my friend. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And so, I don't know, me and her started, you know, having more conversations. Then next thing you know, I catch feelings. And then I have, I text my buddy, and I'm like, hey, man, like, I know you're trying to get her, but, like, apparently now, I mean, she likes me, so, like, you know, do you mind? And he's like, oh, yeah, bro. Like, you know, no worries. Like, got go to, for it. Got to see it through, my boy. <laughs> got to see it got through, to my see boy. it through. And so then me and her start talking and whatnot. And see, this is a weird thing about this situation, because me and her, you know, so we start talking. We hang out a few times, you know, like little cute stuff, like lunch and dinner picnics and, you know, going to get ice cream and that, you know, just stuff like that. And then one time we went and played tennis, and that was the last time we hung out. So we go to play tennis, everything's cool, whatever. And after that, we talk maybe for like two more days and then we just like cut ties. Like no closure, like no reasoning. And it was just like, huh? And I was, I was, I was just confused. I forgot we were on situation shit. I already moved on to relationships. And they're kind of the same thing. Kind of, not really, but kind of. Uh, you just put a title on. Yeah. That yeah, that's really the only difference. Is in a relationship you got the title. You tell everybody. And so, you know, it was it was last year maybe the term simping came out. Meaning, you know, if you if you if you show attention to a girl, you're a simp and you know, if you treat her right, you're a simp apparently, I guess. I mean, I don't know. But think, what, think, what do you think about that term? I think that some of the stuff people use it for like some of it's just being a man like being nice to a girl not making her feel uncomfortable like the worst thing you can do is make a girl feel uncomfortable absolutely like seriously like not even like this is gonna sound so bad like not even for her like if like if <laughs> no think about it cause like if you like if you want a future or anything do not make girls feel uncomfortable cause mm-hmm. they will ruin you mm-hmm. so fast mm-hmm. and for her right but like I don't know. There's something like I think there is. There's like some degrees where you need to like, hey, bro, like, 
Like, get your pride together. Like, like back like, off, dude. Like, where is your integrity? Like, I get it, but like, get I get being nice to a girl, but like, don't like roll the red carpet out. For right. Me. Like, don't like put an umbrella up for just because the sun's beaming. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> like, don't don't diss all your boys to hang out with her. Every single, single day. Like, I get, like, hanging out with her. Mm-hmm. But, like, you got other friends, too. Because, like, when she leaves, like, all your friends are still going to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, unless she is the girl that you're absolutely going to marry and you get on the knee tomorrow. Right. Like, she's she's more than likely not going to be in your life. But, see, that's the thing. At our age, I feel like most of us are not at that level yet. Because, obviously, in life, you're going to get to that point where it's like, I am ready to get married. I think she's the one. That is the girl. And so then, yes, it's fine if you choose her of the girls. Because, I mean, that's probably soon to be your wife. Yeah. But at this stage, when you just dang the girl out, you're like, yeah, sure, you got to you gotta spend time with her. But you also can't forget about your friends and your boys. And so that's that, that's another question I got for you. How, how difficult do you think it is to balance a friendship or friend, multiple friendships at one time along with a relationship Ooh, like I, balancing the, the girl and the guys like I never really find it hard because mm-hmm. like I don't know I mean I've, I really like I for real only dated like one girl and she was like super busy too and she was like super cool and she like fit in with my friends so mm-hmm. I never really had an issue balancing them because she would either come hang out with me but I could also tell her be like hey like the guys just want to hang out tonight and she'd be like alright cool Mm. And like, I I found like that little like mutual respect. Like if she like if she has friends she wants to hang out with, go hang out with them. Because there's gonna be a point where I'm like I wanna go hang out with mine. So like I feel like if you give her that courtesy, she'll give it back. And that's and that's I think that's where our our generation lacks. Because our generation, honestly, if we're being honest, we suck at relationships. When it comes so to dating at our age, we suck. And well, I don't think you're supposed to be good at them. Like, if you're good at them, you got issues. Well, I agree, but we shouldn't be bad as we are. Oh, yeah, we should be bad. I we mean, should. like, it's just like, I don't even, it's, we're just so toxic as a generation. Mm-hmm. We're so toxic. Well, we're trying to get, it's fun to make other people look bad for your attention. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, like, social media, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's fun to make fun of people at their expense. Like, I, that, it's, it makes, people feel like it makes them look better to make other people look small. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that's our, like, disconnect right there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the bad part because once again, you know, going back to the mutual respect, I feel like most relationships in our generation do not have that mutual respect for each other. You know what I mean? It's either, you know, one, either the guy or the girl, you know, trying to boss the other one around. Yeah. And it's just like, I like, you know, like some, you know, some significant others, you know, they'll make you get like, find my friends, like three, six, and whatnot. I just feel like that's not, you don't, I, I like, I don't think she needs to see my location 24 seven because it should be that mutual respect where it's that trust. Like, Hey, I know he's just with the boys. Like they're playing video games or they're listening to music, you know, just being guys, having a good time. Like, I think that's that's what we also lack. It's the trust in each other. Well, I, I can't say because I had like 360, but it's because she got in the wreck one time. Right. And it scared the absolute crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Like, she would not answer my phone. Like, and it, it was a pretty bad wreck, too. Like, right. And so we were like, we're going to get it. Well, after that, I never checked it. Well, it was either, and... It was always just there in case she was in trouble. Mm-hmm. But see, that's what that's the difference. I'm saying that that's a reasoning behind having something like that. But a lot of times, it's not any reason. It's just like I don't quite trust you, and so yeah. well, if you don't trust me, why are we why are we dating? Right. And high school is stupid. High school relationships are dumb. Oh yeah, it's, it's there's stupid. a few that are gonna work out. And now I guess you know we're gonna officially move to relationships and relationships are fun for the most part oh yeah I feel like it's gotta be it's gotta be the you gotta you gotta have that trust there because you don't trust creates all type of issues like you know you can't trust her 
you know, she can't trust you. Like, trust is most of the time the biggest reason for breakups, I feel like. I think so. Because if... I think, I think trust takes forever to build. Mm-hmm. And it can be lost so fast. Like, it, it can take a thousand situations to build. And it can be gone at one. Right. Like, and that's what makes... Like, that's, I don't know, that, that scares me a lot. Because I've been on both ends of that. I've broken somebody's trust, not by, like, cheating or anything, but, like, something, like, and then I've also had my trust in somebody else broken. And it's just a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. Especially with a girl. Mm-hmm. Like, with a guy, you can, like, just a friendship you can, like, work through. And, like, you don't really have to depend on that. Like, when you're in a relationship with somebody... And that trust breaks. That's a that's pretty much a relationship. Man. And see, that's that's the crazy part to me, bro. It's like, like you said, it takes so long to build that trust. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about in some cases, it may just be a month. You know, what I mean, not maybe not fully, but it's like it it, it it may just take a month to build. You know, good enough trust. But you can do one thing. I mean, it can be like five minutes. Oh yeah. And boom, all that trust is going out the door. Mm-hmm. And. That's that's a tough thing about relationships, and it's like I don't know. I remember I remember my senior year of high school. This girl, this was another instance where a girl caught feelings for me. Man, they just keep coming for <laughs> for being for being a good friend. I was helping a girl through a through a breakup with a guy, and I don't even think they were talking that long or whatnot. But I was just you know being a good friend, just being me trying to, you know, do the right thing and be a great person. And she caught feelings for me in the midst of that. And like I said, this is back freshman year. So freshman year, whatever, <laughs> freshman year, you know, we're going and it's all fun and it's all cool. And um, she dates or she starts coming to my basketball games and stuff like that. And then we just grew. And then I remember at that time, I was also, I'm, I, I'm not going to just sit up here and act like, I was just, you know, playing girls because I really wasn't. But it was another girl in the picture too, and two girls, two girls yeah. And hey, you can't win a game of chess with just one piece. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I didn't. I remember getting myself in a predicament where I didn't know who to choose, and so I, I kind of pretty much just ditched the first girl and went to the second girl, and. She, she. Every time I say it, and every time I talk about it, she, she denies it. But once again, this is ninth grade. I was literally like 14, 15 years old, and we we're at a house. We were watching High School Musical two, and she looks at me and she goes, "Jay, I don't think I can do this. Like, I don't think we should be anything." And dude, I'm talking about my heart just like sunk in my stomach, and I was just like. You had to call your mom to come pick you up. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's freshman year. You can't drive. Oh, friend. Yeah. So I take, and that's what I'm saying. I, that was like awkward then because it's like we're over, it's gone, and it was awkward because I was just sitting there and I'm just like, uh oh. And so I, I text my mom because I had mom like, you got to come get me. Like it's not gonna work. Like she just pretty much dumped me. And then I don't, I don't think I cried that time. It's good you can tell your mom stuff. Because mm-hmm. like, I've never been comfortable enough. Like, I, I'm not comfortable. Like, I could tell my mom anything. I just, like, I've never been really open about, like, that Girls. Kind of stuff with my it, And it's really weird because, like, your mom's a woman. And so it's like you're talking to her about Oops. another. <laughs> and it's like you're talking to her about another woman. And I don't know. I just feel like that just kind of, that's like a little awkwardness there. Like, I don't know. It just kind of makes it weird. I'm much more open with my dad. Yeah, my dad. Think, my dad thought relationships were done in high school mm-hmm. until he met the last one. He liked the last one. Yeah, and honestly, they are. Oh, yeah. Especially at first, like I don't know if it's like maybe junior senior. You know, you first just start driving, and you can actually pick actually pick her up oh, yeah. and go on dates. Now that's a different story. But when we're talking about you know in the early days like freshman and sophomore, eh, I just don't feel like it's the smartest. I didn't grow up till junior year, so girls didn't. And I was just like, I was around. <laughs> like, middle school and junior high were just not it for me. Mm, no, I agree, dude. I didn't. I remember, like, 
seventh, eighth grade, and just own up. I didn't, I didn't get the build. Like my body hadn't really figured itself out yet. But once I hit ninth grade, dude, my my like genetics, I guess, started to kick in, and I started getting like cutting the arms and just everything. And I was like, yeah, dude, I was like, oh yeah, like I'm, like I'm, 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 I'm there. I made it. And boom, they just start coming, 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 coming. And see, freshman year, ninth grade, that was the first year I made the basketball team. And so I feel like girls have started coming. And, you know, a lot of people like to act like, you know, movies and TV shows aren't real when it's like, if you're an athlete, the girls will come. But it is true. It is true. <laughs> when you, when you're a girls like athletes, and when you are an athlete, whether it's high school, college, even if you're not, even if you're like 25 or 30 playing like overseas sports, like, when girls find out you're an athlete, they really like that. Like, they find that very attractive. And I remember, dude, they just started coming, and I was like, you're, what is this? You're laughing, but, like, right here at Auburn, like, right, the only girls that are here right now are also athletes. Because the only people here right now are either, like, old, taking summer classes, or they're athletes. And, like, you just, like, you talk to them, and, like, just, like, as a friend, like, you can talk to them and be like, hey, I play football. And right. Like, oh, I don't care. Right. But like, you tell like a normal student, like most of them, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh my god, you play football!" Right. Like, a lot of the girl athletes kind of think we're stupid. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's it's definitely funny though. Oh yeah. What do you think about relationships like in the summer, going towards college? Because I've got you know I've I've got friends and I got. You know, I got one really good friend. You actually know him, but he's in a relationship, and it's going, it's going great. It's going great. And then, and then on the other hand, I got another, uh, another good buddy. He's also one of our mutual buddies, and they're not doing so well. And so, I guess my question to you is just like, what do you think about? Because I feel like it's risky. Because I mean, come on, like you know, you're fresh out of high school, graduated, boom, college is coming up. But, you know, during summertime, I guess you don't really want to be bored. So you kind of, you know, want a relationship. But at the same time, it's like, is this smart? Like, I'm finna meet all these new people. Do I really want this? I'll tell you what I did. And it ended up working out. Right. So, like, I don't know if this is the best way. But her and I broke up. Didn't really talk for, like, a month. Because, you know, there's, like, that kind of period. Then we started talking. Hanging out. Like... I think the first time we hung out, she slapped me. <laughs> but like, it's alright. You know what? And I, they wanna. And you know and, I hate that. <laughs> and they wanna call. They wanna call. Guys abusive. The girls in our generation are abusive. Yeah. But it, like, it didn't dude, hurt. they'll slap the crap out of you in a minute. It didn't hurt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like, what, what was I going? With? Oh yeah, we broke up. But now we're friends and we hang out. And there is a chance that it could work out again. Not not anytime soon. Not freshman year, because there's I gotta figure everything out. Mm-hmm. But I gave like I feel like I gave us an opportunity to try again. Mm-hmm. There, where if I would have stayed and just messed with her this summer, that we would end up hating each other. Mm-hmm. So I think get out of there. Not at the first sign of trouble, but like you know when it's gonna go downhill. Oh yeah. So like get out of there before it goes downhill. Become friends again. Remember why you like them, and then try again. No doubt. I like I said, me personally, I don't think it's the smartest thing to get yourself into a relationship right before college. This is like I said, you're gonna you're gonna meet new people, and then you got you know got got you know your buddies that's gonna be in frats, and you know you playing football and girls that you're friends with are you know gonna be in sororities and you're gonna get divided to all these different things and stuff like that. And so I feel like it's difficult to like try to be in a relationship when you're about to everything's about to change you're about to meet all these new people and get into a, a total new environment and so you know we when we were talking about you know relationship relationships and dating in high school we both agreed that you know trying to date as a freshman or sophomore in high school is kind of stupid because you know you can't drive it do you think it's the same thing in college when you're like a freshman and a sophomore because most the ideal thing of a freshman college year is what to have fun right right you want to be seen you want to have a good time you need to experience what it's like to be single so that when you're in a relationship mm-hmm. you don't wonder 
Mm-hmm. Like you need, like you need to be single so that, like when you're with the person, like you know what it's like to be single, and you're like, okay, this is better. Because like if you're dating somebody and you've never been single, you have no idea. So that that constant thought is gonna itch at you in the back mm-hmm. of your mind, and it's gonna be like the what if game. Oh yeah. So like you need to experience the what if. Right. So like in college is a whole different world. Okay. It's like, a whole I, different vibe. I, I have met so many people. Like I made I made a whole like new group of friends that like I just get to hang out with and see. And it's still summer. Oh yeah, I've only been here for a month. And the semester, August, it's not even here yet. I mean I know, we're still a few all, weeks away from August and then August when everybody gets here and then y'all start playing. I'm it's gonna it's gonna be nuts. I'm excited for when the rest of the freshman game. Oh yeah. Because like right now it's just a select few. So mm-hmm. I made a bunch of upperclassmen friends right that are here. But like, I'm excited for when the new freshman game. Mm-hmm. When South fills up. You mm-hmm. know? And I think I think that's a good thing about I think that's I think you need that. Like you need you need upperclassmen friends. Oh yeah. Because that's what I had a uh, a guy by the name of Justin Brooks actually. You know who I'm talking about. He was he was a senior my sophomore year. You know just getting to Auburn High, and so really honestly, most of us sophomores he he took us under his wing and he, you know he made sure that you know we were you know with the program and you know we understood everything and that was you know it's it's important to have you know those older upperclassmen you know helping you out and kind of helping you get your feet in the water. It's also weird. It's like, now the upperclassmen, they're 22, 23. Like, I, I can do to my team is 25. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, they're just at a different stage of life. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see those guys. And I've also tried to pick out, like, four guys who I just want to be like. Right. Like, I see them in football, working their tails off. Like, I see them lifting. I see them driving. They make good grades. Like... I just want to be like those guys. So I try to surround myself with them. They may get tired of me just being a freshman, being mm-hmm. around them. But I try to get around them. And they know who they are. They're, oh, yeah. they're all an offensive line. And being around them has helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Just like, because I'm a relayer in football. Like, they're helping me with the plays. Like, they're just helping me with my work ethic. They're teaching me how to do stuff. And if I wouldn't have been around them, if I would have stayed with just freshmen, I never would have figured that out. Right. Yeah. Like, and it's weird. Like, I've got friends who are married. Oh, there's people on my team that are married. And that was just like a culture shock to me. Because in high school, you got people on your team who can't drive. Right. And now I've got people on my team with kids and who are married. And it's just like, that's a whole, like, it's crazy to think that's like five, six, seven years away. No, dude, that's, that's, that's actually what I've been talking to my parents and, you know, my mom about. I was like, marriage is pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I always said my goal was, you know, around 25, 26, you know. I don't know, you know, what the Lord's plan is for me. However, in Saturday, it's just like, that is mind-blowing to me. Like, when you think about it, everything's six, just been going so fast. Sixth and seventh grade are farther away than marriage. That is true. And that is a scary, crazy thought. Dude, in elementary, like elementary school, like, you're you're probably closer to having kids now mm-hmm. than you were I just, I just gotta take a, I just gotta take a quick moment and just like digest that. Yeah, you gotta think about that. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, and then like I just, I've already moved out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll probably never go back and live with my parents again. Like, knock on wood. Right. But like, that dude, that's a good point. I never thought about it that way. I'll, like, I'll probably never like live in the same house with my parents again. And see, here's here's another thing that I, I want to touch bases on. What do you think about? It, it can be the guy or the girl, but in a in a relationship, one significant other is moving on to college, while the other significant other is staying in high school. Ooh, what been, What do you think about relationships like that? I've been through that. I was about to, but that's I'm, no. That's why I wanted to ask you that because you know I have too. I've been through that, and you've been through that. We've been there, done that. But I've only been on one side of it. Mm-hmm, right. But so, what do you think about? Oh, it's horrible. I mm-hmm. I can't say I hated it. Like it sucks. Because mm-hmm. mine was six hours away. Mm-hmm. Like, I never saw her. Like, I probably saw her twice a semester. Right. So, that was tough. Being in high school. Because you're like, you're fighting, you're fighting for attention. Because, mm-hmm. like, she's in college. She's experiencing all these new things. She's not really having time for you. Mm-hmm. So, 
and I don't want to say you're like old news, but like you were there for college, so you're not new. Right. So and like, so I feel like it's not as intriguing for them because when something's new, you're all about it. You're like, whoa, whoa, like this is new, this is something different. Like it's not even new. It's like when you're close to it. Like if you go to the same high school, it's gonna be intriguing. But when you go six hours away, it becomes a test on both people. And that was that was hard for me. And in my situation, where I feel like we went wrong is, I mean, she was only a couple hours away, but we went wrong because I, once again, which I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to take up for myself or make myself seem all innocent in this aspect, but she was, she was on a different level than I was because once again, she was a senior when, when we met and I was a sophomore. And so that caused... But, but, right, that caused issues because you know I'm I'm getting to the high school like I'm playing well on the floor on the court I'm playing well and I'm getting attention from all these different people and then she is a mature senior and so then when she went to college and I became a junior it was weird because like I said I don't I don't even know how to explain it but that's where her and I went wrong is she was on a whole nother different level than I was and I I stayed on that high school level. And maturity-wise, and she was on the college level maturity-wise, because that's where she was. And boom, that's when everything. That's when everything. That's when everything hit the fan. Everything hit the fan. I will say I'm probably the worst long-distance boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Because I hate texting. Like, there's nothing I hate more than texting. Yeah. Like, I also hate my phone. Like, there's nothing I hate more than my phone. Like, dude, that's another thing I want to touch bases on. Like, dude, back in like the '80s, man, like. I think it was like what beepers and house phones in maybe. I don't even know, I don't even know if those were it then. But basically, they didn't have all this social media. Like they didn't have all these phones. Like you saw your girl at class, and then you know y'all might hang out after. But it was no like social media distracting you or nothing. You didn't. You're, you didn't have to be close. Right for so. And see, that's that dude. That, I'm telling you, that's what I think is a problem with dating in our in our generation. And usually, guys, if you've listened to the show before, you know I do the hot takes at the end, which actually we will still do hot takes at the end of the show but my hot take right now is going to be this is the problem with our generation and dating we are too close and we want to and we think it's good because like oh you know we're so close i get to see her all the time i get to talk to her but it's not good because i feel like as humans you naturally need space from your significant other we get it's like we get an overdose on our boyfriend or girlfriend because you know you're you're talking all the time, you know, you're on Snapchat, you text, and then at nighttime, you might you might FaceTime, then you know, we're gonna go to breakfast, then we're gonna go to lunch, we're gonna go to dinner. It's no break or no space in between each other because social media and all these different things, where there's so many different ways to communicate now, which like I said, you know, years ago, decades ago, it wasn't that. It's like, only time we gonna talk is face-to-face. I don't, I don't even think they had email yet, dude. That, uh, I don't think they did. I've got two hot texts. Go ahead. My first one is I think people struggle nowadays because they're so sensitive. Mm-hmm. People are just looking for a reason to just take you down. Like if you have something nice or like you're doing well, like say you just got a new job. Right. Like people will go through your history and find a reason why you shouldn't have that job just because they don't have it or they don't agree with you, which people can't stand other people's opinions mm-hmm. on both sides oh yeah like and that I struggle with that all the time mm-hmm. and, like I try so hard but like I it's it's hard to see other people's opinions but I feel like we have to mm-hmm. and I think that's where everybody struggles a little bit mm-hmm. and I don't I don't I don't really know what to call it but I think with a lot of things, you should be open-minded. Now, some stuff, I don't think it should be open-minded is there just because of certain topics, which, I mean, we're just going to, you know, leave that where it is. But you should be open-minded because it's like when you close your mind, it's just being stubborn. And it's it's not going to help accomplish anything when you're just all closed-minded. And so you should, I think it's best to remain open-minded in a lot of situations. And I think that goes a long way and it helps. But like you said, that is a problem we have as a world and as a society today is that there's so much jealousy, envy, and greed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, if we want to talk money, like it's enough money for everybody. Like it's, I just, I just think 
we all gotta be better of loving and helping out the person next to us. You know what I mean? I think we need more of this. Like me and you, like there's a there's a recorder, but it's just me and you sitting here talking. Right. And like I'm listening to everything you're saying, mm-hmm. and I'm not thinking about what I'm gonna say next. Ex- That's that even that makes me so mad because I can tell when I'm talking to somebody and mm-hmm. they're not listening to me, mm-hmm. and they're thinking about what they're gonna say next. Right, because they they didn't hear a thing of what I said, and I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I struggle with it so bad, mm-hmm. but like I think we need more of that. My second hot take is I don't know how deep you want to dive into this one, but I think this generation is so far from God mm-hmm. and religion, and I am trying. Mm-hmm. I got away from it in high school mm-hmm. a lot more than I should have, and going to college, starting new living on my own like I I try to find time to pick up right and I struggle with that and it has helped it has helped so much mm-hmm. like just a little bit I've done and I want to learn more how to do it but I think if we're getting farther and farther away from God and I think it's going to end badly mm-hmm. very very badly for us I, you know, I agree with you and don't get, I mean, I'm not just going to sit up here and act like I'm some type of saint because I'm not, you know, as he already, as the man above already told us, we all fall short of his glory, but it's, I, I truly really feel like in my heart, it's about the effort, you know, are you, are you trying, are you trying to be better? Are you trying to be closer to him? And that's something you got to think about because I believe like I said, especially going to college and just everything, it is tough, man. Mm-hmm. It is tough. You got all type of different things, you know, coming at you. Like, it is tough to not taste that temptation. But, like I said, are you making the effort? Are you trying to change your ways? And so, with your general statement that, you know, our generation is far from God, I, I, I agree with you. And, and that's something that should be... That's something that should be implemented in a relationship, I feel like. Because, like, is it difficult? Yes. Are you going to do stuff you shouldn't do? Yes, probably. It's, it's just the way it works. But, like, is, is there effort? Like, I think I, another thing that I've always wanted, especially now, I think it'd be so cool to just, like, go to church with them, man. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, we might have went to... One, that's probably one of my favorite things, too. Exactly. Like, hey, we might have went to a party, you know, on a Saturday night. But if we're getting up and we're going to church Sunday morning, like, it's, it's no question about it. It shouldn't be a question about that. Like, I think because, and another thing, when when both when when both people in a relationship know the man above, it makes the relationship better and worse. It makes it worse because he is going to challenge you within your relationship. Oh, yeah. He is going to throw things at you. But it makes it better because once you get through those obstacles, everything, dude, everything is gravy, man. Like, it's, it's crazy. And... I don't know. We, we we do have to do a better job. Absolutely. I just I wish I knew more, cause I personally am just so bad about that stuff. I just I wish I knew more. Like I I grew up in church, and that stuff like just being born into it. Like you've heard it your entire life, and like you hear about the miracles, like everything he did, and it just it seems like. Oh, well, that just happened. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you think about what actually happened, and he did that, like, we, when you grew up and you've heard every day for your entire life that Jesus died on the cross for you, mm-hmm. it just becomes like, oh, like, oh, I've heard that before. Like, right. it's not really shocking. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you think about it, and you really dive deep into that, it, that's what I had to do, was I had to think about it. And I had to put myself in that situation to, because, when you grow up, it's just it just becomes second nature. Right. But when you hear it through a different perspective or for the first time, and you think about what he actually went through, that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. That is that's just insane to me. Mm-hmm. And it took me 18 years to finally appreciate it, and I'm not even close to where I want to be. Like I I struggle, and I am such a bad person. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm happy we got to this point in our conversation because what I'm about to say, you know, ties our faith to the relationships. But see, we think our generation, society has tricked our generation into believing 
that love is just buying her nice gifts, it's buying physical. her flowers, physical. Like, that's what society has taught us. But spiritually, love is him dying on the cross for us. And I think I think that is another problem that we just overall have with relationships, man. Is just like society just tells us one thing. Society tells us how to how a relationship would be and what to do in a relationship. And then, you know, Jesus, you know, God, he has he has also outlined foundations about how a relationship should go. And the crazy thing about it is there are very few strong individuals who take the route of doing it the way God has asked us to do it. A very few. And that's, it's crazy to me, like just personally myself, that it's written all there. Like it's literally a step-by-step manual of how to do life and how to do it right. And I still struggle with it. Like that, that, that is insane to me. Like anything else in my life. Like if you gave me an instruction manual for my car and was like, this is how you start it. I could follow it, but the fact that it's written out for my entire life in that one book, and I still struggle with it, that, 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 it's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's, it's, the Bible, the Holy Bible is literally a life manual. It literally is. But see, we don't treat it like that. We treat it, <laughs> we treat, we treat life like I'm not even going to lie to you. When I get a manual for, like, you know, setting something up or, you know, rebooting or putting together something new, I don't like to read directions. I don't. I've I've just always been like that. I don't like to read directions. (laughs) I'd rather figure it out myself. But that's not the way God wants us to do anything. He wants us to look at his manual, which is the Bible, and seek help for everything we need. And he wants us to seek him for everything we need. And I feel, and it's, it's so crazy because deep down as Christians, I feel like we know that. Oh, but sure. but it's so hard to do sometimes. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I, it's my, so hard to do sometimes. For my entire life, I've been a timid Christian. Mm-hmm. Like, just a lukewarm. Just kind of there. Not really taking it seriously. And I really wish that I wouldn't have, like, I, I really want to just dive into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just have this want now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. I think it was just this major life change of going to college. Mm-hmm. And I just have a desire now that I didn't have. And it it excites me. Because that's literally the manual of life and death. Mm-hmm. Like, when you think about it, spend eternity in paradise or spend eternity just getting absolutely tortured day and night, no rest, in the worst absolute pain you can imagine. Like, it's worse every second. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is pick it up and read it. And for the first 18 years of my life, I, would, I just didn't pick it up. Right. I was like, oh, well, I'll probably get to it one day. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, what if I get hit by a car tonight? Mm-hmm. Well, then there is no. Right. And then you screw. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I, I think, I think there's something else is, you know, people, people just in general, but not only that, our generation, our generation, we have to wake, wake up and realize like everything's about to change. Like it's no more mom and dad coming to your, storming in your room at nine, nine fifteen, saying, "Hey, get up, get in the shower, we're about to go to church." Mm-hmm. It's no more of that because. People are about to start living on their own. It's going to take you. Nobody can make you. Like, sure, your parents can call you and say, hey, you better be getting up going to church. But they're not actually going to be there. You know what I mean? And so that's a step that I feel like everybody's going to have to take. It's going to have to be like, hey, you know, like I said, mom and dad and the parents, they aren't there anymore to make you get up and go to church. And that's something that everybody has to realize is that you got to. You know, we've kind of been handheld, you know, going through Christianity to this point in our lives because we've had our parents to help us out and explain things to her and to us and kind of dumb it down to us. But now it is our job to go out and seek 
him and seek exactly what we want us to do and let him guide us through this life like we're supposed to do. Now, like I said, it, it like I said, like we're still going to screw up. We're going to go out. We're going to party. We're going to have a good time. We're going to do things we shouldn't do. We're going to say things we shouldn't do. But, you know, as I said at the beginning, it is about, I feel like deep down in my heart, it is about the effort. Because once again, if we all know he died for us on the cross. So that means he already knew what we were going to do. He, he, he knows. That's why he died, because he knew we were going to sin. But it's like, are you making that effort? Are you trying to change? Do you even feel bad when you do something you shouldn't do? And I know I always do. And the time, yes, yeah, sure, it's fun. It's funny sometimes. It's all good. But then, boom, it hits me. I'm like, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have I got that. to a point where I didn't feel bad mm-hmm. about doing bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And bad stuff ranges from a whole. But I feel bad when I do the really bad stuff. But I became to a point where I just got numb by, like, just doing stuff. Numb to the feeling. Yeah. And, like, that is it's just insane to me. Like, another way that I had to look at it. If other people are struggling with this, I don't know how many people are going to listen. Right. Uh, we've been going about an hour. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, think about the person that you just care about the most in your life. Like, whether it's your mom, your grandmother, like, just maybe one of your friends. Mm-hmm. And send them, because none of us have kids. Like, right. none of us have sons. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And just send them to die, like, in the worst way possible. And not only send him to die, you can literally just snap your fingers and just pull him out at any moment. But you have to sit there and watch it and watch it. And like literally you can change everything. But you know he has to do this. So you send him and that's how much he cares about you. And he cared enough about me to do that. And I couldn't even pick up that book for the first 18 years of my life. Mm-hmm. And that, it took me looking at it from that angle. To just, like, because honestly, I know who I care about most of my life. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even touch that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even want to name And, it's, and it's, it's sad when you think about it that way. But, yeah. again, that's, that's what we need. Because it really is just truly unbelievable and extraordinary and just amazing when you think about that somebody would do that for you. Right. And not do that for you, but... He did it for me. He did it for you. He did it for our parents. He did it for our grandparents. He did it for all of our friends. And most of us don't take time out of our day to even pray daily and pick up the Bible. And that's that's, that's sad. And that's something that has to be changed and needs to be changed. And so, you know, wrapping, you know, you know, all the Christianity stuff up and going back. And this is kind of, a, you know, not as a serious topic, but I'm interested to know. I'm sure this would be helpful to the guys. What are Course Bradley's and three to five tips of getting a girl? Shoot. You could bark it up the wrong tree right now. <laughs> I'm struggling myself. <laughs> nah, I'm, um, these are going to sound cliche. Yeah. Be nice. Don't smell. <laughs> That's a big one. Um, just treat her like you'd want your daughter to be treated. Mm-hmm. Like, girls love that. Oh yeah. Um, which dude, I also didn't know know that I learned recently. But girls love mama's boys. Oh yeah. Love, and I'm a mama's boy myself. I can't. I'm, I'm not really a mama's boy. Like I love my mama to right. death, but I'm more like I was always more my dad's kid. Right. Like I just act like him. Like my personality is more like my dad, and my brother's personality is so much like my mom's. Like right. my mom could talk your ear off. Like, oh yeah. If I don't really know you, like I don't. You just you more laid back. Yeah. And that's wrong with it. And um, hmm, I have one, but I forgot. Oh, do stuff with her. Mm-hmm. Give her attention. Mm-hmm. I screwed that one up big time. Mm-hmm. And why is it? I don't know. <laughs> I, think I, just, I, I can't give you a good answer. And Jay Cannon's tips to getting a girl, honestly, the biggest thing I think it is is confidence. Because if you're not confident or if you are confident, girls are all over it. They're all over it. 
And so, I mean, I mean, comfort isn't like, don't be scared to talk to her. I mean, I get, I get this a little scary, but like, you gotta go up, you gotta be comfy, you gotta be like, hey, my name is this. You know, I thought you looked nice tonight, but don't be too comfortable.